0: What's up guys brett appley here from dailyfanmma.com back with another ufc quick picks here on the mayo media network we have ufc fight night makachev versus moises on saturday which i think is going to be a fun slate we're only down to 11 fights which is kind of a problem but i think there's going to be a lot of fun fights there's going to be a lot of big scores i'm definitely looking forward to it as always I will be here to give you my favorite cash game play, tournament play, salary play, and my fade of the week over there on DraftKings. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel, like the video, comment below who your favorite DraftKings play of the week is. Always helps us out. Tons of great content coming out on this channel as always. And without further ado, let's get into my favorite cash game play of the week, which is going to be Islam Makachev, the main event favorite, up there at 9.4K. Alright, cash games this week. I'm rolling with Islam Makachev. He is the main event favorite. He is currently minus 700 to beat Tiago Moises, and I think he's very justified at 9.4k. You know the drill by now, at least in terms of how I'm going to break down cash games. You have to play the best plays on the slate. I really believe in that. And I'm not going to give you anything but the best plays on the slate. And Makachev rates out as the best play in cash games and arguably the best play in tournaments as well. What's funny is that prior to this new DraftKings scoring system, Makachev didn't score that well. He was never viewed as a finisher, You know, doesn't land a ton of strikes. Um, So it'd be a few takedowns and a decision win, and that's that. But now... You know, he's racking up that control time, a lot of non-significant strikes, and he's been finishing more, so Uh, his scores have started to improve, and you look at his wins throughout his UFC career, 107, 89, 105, 126, 102, 73, 75, and 100, so still some that are not spectacular, but a floor of 75 with... One, two, three, four, five of his, I think, eight wins, topping 100 points is pretty impressive. And almost all these are three-round decisions. So he's fighting in a five-round fight on Saturday as a minus 700 favorite. And we know his style. It's Khabib-esque. Maybe he's not exactly like Khabib, but he is one of the best wrestlers in this division, an elite control grappler, an elite technical wrestler averaging 3.46 takedowns per 15 minutes, only lands two strikes per minute, only absorbs 0.77 strikes per minute. He's not looking for striking exchanges, and his one loss has been a a two-minute KO loss back in 2015. You know that might be how he loses going forward um, if he is to lose, and that's kind of that's probably how Khabib would have lost as well. It would have looked like that. But every other every other fight has been pretty much domination for Makachev, and he's fighting a a solid prospect here in Thiago Moises, who's looked good in recent years, but is still very young. And ultimately, I just don't think has the wrestling to keep this fight. Standing. Uh, Moises is a very good submission grappler. That's probably his strength. But he defends takedowns at 63%, which is poor, relatively. Uh, He was taken down four times by Benil Dariush. Gave up 13 and a half minutes of control. Was taken down twice by Kurt Holobaugh. Gave up a few minutes of control there. And most recently was taken down twice by Bobby Green. So I I feel pretty confident that Makachev is going to attempt takedowns at a high rate. And he's probably going to land them. And he's probably going to earn a lot of control. And with that comes, you know, potential finishing and non-significant strikes. And he has five rounds to work with. That's the thing. So even if this fight goes to decision, Makachev has already scored 105 points in a decision, 89 points in a decision um, in three rounds. And so I just think two extra rounds are going to add to that total. So he's a very, very safe option, very, very likely to top 100 points even in a decision win. Um, He is plus 145 to win inside the distance, which is not spectacular, but it's fine. It still does show he has finishing equity and he has a ton of upside as well because anyone who's grappling dependent can score 120 plus points if Makachev were to get a finish he could easily top 120 points again um there are you know there are questions in terms of this top range i think we're going to see a lot of really big scores in the top range this week so there there are reasons to maybe be cautious on Makachev in tournaments even if he scores 105 points he may not be guaranteed to be on the optimal lineup at 9.4k but we're talking about cash games here super safe to win in terms of his betting odds super safe in terms of his fighting style five rounds to work with Makachev is an elite play on this slate and certainly my cash game play of the week Moving on to my tournament play of the week. I'm going to give out Hodolfo Vieira at 8.7K. Pretty sure I gave out Vieira last time he fought when he lost. Tournaments are tough, man. Like, I, I definitely didn't have. I definitely was not on all the right fighters on the last slate. I gave out Thompson, and obviously he lost, though I was very high on that fight overall. But I'm generally not going to be. Generally on cards where. Fighters who I perceive them to be kind of early knockout or bust, generally when those fighters all have success, are not the type of slates where I crush, because I, I still tend to think those types of fighters are overvalued, and you know, so I'm just, I'm never going to be extraordinarily high on um, the, the two evases, the duplessis of the world. but I. And it's funny, because I did give out Stephen Thompson, who kind of fits into that category. And I really did think as long as that fight played out on the feet, he would have opportunity for a knockdown. But huge shout-out to Gilbert Burns for taking the fight to the ground consistently. Wasn't really certain that he'd be able to do that, but he proved me wrong, looked excellent um, with his wrestling in that matchup. But grappling is a different story. I'm always willing to take shots on grapplers who are early finish dependent because grappling is such a lower variance art than striking because even if you're a better striker you can still get you know one punch ko'd and uh it's funny because i i said the same thing about Vieira last time where he you know he's not going to get submitted here it's a low variance art and he went out and got submitted but obviously he was submitted by anthony fluffy hernandez because he completely gassed himself out and could not defend any type of choke at all. Anyone with a beating heartbeat would have submitted Vieira in that matchup um, had he gotten to that point of exhaustion. So that's the concern here with Vieira. It's not a lack of defensive grappling. It's not a lack of wrestling. I don't even think it's a lack of striking technique. It's What happens if Vieira goes after a finish early and doesn't get it? In his last fight, he had a complete meltdown and got finished himself. And there's not a whole lot of reasons for us to believe that won't be the case again. So this is a very risky play in that sense. But in tournaments, it doesn't really matter. I don't really care about the risk. I'm targeting the upside. And when Jodofo Vieira wins, it's generally going to come by early submission. He's one of the best submission grapplers in the world and certainly in the UFC. And he's fought and won twice in the UFC and scored 106 both times. So um, even in his matchup against Anthony Hernandez, which he lost, he landed four takedowns in about seven minutes and nearly finished the fight and just... Didn't props to Hernandez for fighting through it, but he's going to land takedowns, he's going to get control, and he's going to have opportunities to finish early. And when he has success, he's going to smash typically on DraftKings. That's all I care about. I don't care if he loses, I just care about how this fight looks if he wins. And he's also a, a pretty sizable favorite at minus 220 against Dustin. Stoltzfus, um, who does have a grappling background, but is not the best wrestler, was taken down twice in his UFC debut by Kyle Dawkins and was controlled for nearly nine minutes. So again, Vieira is going to have opportunities here. I'm pretty confident Vieira is going to land some takedowns, going to threaten Stoltzfus, whether or not he actually locks up a submission. It's tough for me to say, but I think... Um, there's a ton of upside here, especially from a DraftKings perspective, and we don't have to pay 9.5K for Vier. He's only 8.7K. Inside distance of minus 125, inside distance line. One of the best on the slate. Uh, it's going to come through grappling. I think people are going to be fearful of him because he, he looked so horrible gassing out in his last fight, but we're searching for upside in tournaments. If you want to hedge, I think that's fine. I think playing Stoltzfus as an underdog is is fine. I'll probably have some exposure to him myself, just just in case. Um, we're kind of desperate for underdogs on this slate, but ultimately Vieira is probably one of my favorite overall tournament plays on this slate for his upside, and he'll be my tournament play of the week there at eight point seven K. Moving on to my salary play of the week. I'm gonna give out Misha Tate at eight point two K, which is higher, I guess, than I usually give out these salary plays, but I don't have that many strong opinions below the mid-range, and I don't want to just give out a name to give out a name. There's a a lot of very high-risk boomer bust fighters that you could take a chance on. We took a shot at Ryan Hall last week. He looked horrendous, like a lot of you uh, came into my mentions and told me, but that it's fine again in tournaments when when we're diving down in this low 7k range we're not looking for safety it doesn't safety doesn't matter it's irrelevant we're just looking for upside and last week um i thought if ryan hall won it would come via grappling exchanges and it would probably come by submission ultimately he didn't look great, and he lost, and that was fine. And that's probably how a lot of these fighters are going to look this week in the bottom end. If you're taking shots on a Alan Badeau or a Malcolm Gordon or a Parsons or Stoltzfus, all these guys are going to look awful. But one of them may come through with a finished victory. So it's just really hard to peg down this week tate is my salary play at the week because she's as low as i'm willing to pay in price where i still feel pretty solid about her upside she's making her return off a five-year layoff that there's a lot of risk in this as well um, but she is minus 145 against marion renault who is retiring after this fight marion Renault's 44 years old um, this is a very good matchup for tate if she has anything left in the tank and you can make that decision for yourself but You know, Renault's uh, uh, an adequate striker, pretty strong as a submission grappler, but she only defends takedowns at 50%. I believe she's been taken down by each of her last 10 opponents. Um, Zingano took her down six times, and a few other fighters have taken her down two or three times, and that's what Misha Tate's going to look to do here. Misha Tate's not an excellent striker, only averages 1.93 strikes Per minute, she averages 2.06 takedowns per 15 minutes. That's where she excels. She is going to look for takedowns, and I think she probably will have success. And Renault, a lot of times, wins by submission off her back. Um, but that's not a path to victory that I think is very predictive. And I and she's too willing to play guard, which means she will give up control. She will give up rounds. And so it's very, very likely that Tate can just land a couple takedowns here and grind out the clock, and that scores well with this new stra- this new DraftKings scoring system. Um, I'm not necessarily looking for a 100-point upside here. I don't think that's quite realistic. But, you know, if you can't pay up to the 9K range and you're forced to play someone in the mid-range, I think Misha Tate's a quality option because she's so grappling-dependent. The way DraftKings scores fights now, I think she has 10x to 12x equity 90 points i think is within her wheelhouse especially against an opponent who can't wrestle defensively at all um and yeah of course there's risk here with misha tate coming off a a massive layoff i have concerns about her i don't think she's a lock to win but in a win i think she's very likely to land takedowns um a good place to save some salary high upside for her price So I'm gonna take a flyer on Misha Tate. I wanna believe in her. 8.2K, she will be my salary play of the week. Last but not least, my fade of the week. This one's tough because the the top range is just so stacked. I'm gonna go with Miles Johns at 8.4K. And truthfully, this 8.5 to 8.3K range is probably where I'd start to shy away. Though I don't know that you have to fade anyone in particular, that's where I probably feel the least confident in in terms of the favorites. I'm rolling with Miles Johns, who, as a fade, who's minus 170 to win over Anderson Dos Santos. Um, Johns is a pretty solid wrestler, and he's coming off a knockout win over Kevin Natividad, but he's just not high volume enough. He doesn't really wrestle very often. He landed a few takedowns on the Contender Series, but he's since fought three times in the UFC and only landed one takedown. That's not what I'm hoping for from a collegiate wrestler. And so if we're not counting on takedowns from him, and I'm not even certain that he'll want to wrestle here because Anderson Dos Santos' strength is on the mat, is submission grappling. Um, If we're not counting on takedowns here, what are are we counting on? Miles Johns winning by knockout? I mean, he lands 3.33 strikes per minute. He put up 48 strikes in his last win. He actually won by knockout. I already mentioned this. He won by knockout in his last fight. But he just didn't do that much throughout the fight prior to the finish and still only put up 81 points. So, yeah, there's some potential for Johns to hurt Dos Santos early and get a finish, but I feel like that's really the only way he ends up on the optimal lineup. Inside distance line doesn't really suggest that he has a great shot at a finish, Let me double check that line for you now. Of course, it's gonna take a while to pop up. Um, Last I checked, he was in the plus 300 range. Let me search for it. Um, I think he was in the plus 300 range last I checked. So it's just not a, a, a plus 315, so there you go. Bottom line is odds are not projecting him to win this fight inside distance at a high rate. Um, Whether you disagree with that or not, it's fine, but I I tend to believe in those numbers long-term. And so without a ton of wrestling equity, without a ton of significant striking equity, and without a ton of finishing equity, I just don't need to invest much in Johns on this slate. There are everyone from 8.7K and above there's risk, but they might all smash. And there are plenty of fighters even below 8.7K who have upside as well. If I'm going to be light on this slate, it's going to be in these fighters who are more boomer bust, who don't produce a lot of volume, as always. Johns fits that bill for me. I think, you know, he's fairly likely to win the fight. I'm just not certain he's going to put up 100-plus points and end up on the optimal lineup. So Johns there at 8.4K is going to be my fade of the week. And that is going to do it this week for the UFC Quick Picks. Thank you guys for the support. As always, please subscribe to the channel, like the video, comment below, and visit dailyfanmma.com for all your DraftKings, breakdowns, needs. Got every breakdown up on the site already. Thousands and thousands of words, Uh, uh, projections, rankings. Full premium podcasts, betting content. You know the drill. Everything you could ask for to help you earn some money on this slate this weekend. Best of luck in your contest, guys. Thank you again. Take care. Stay safe. And we'll talk to you soon. Peace.